what about Mimi? What about Mimi? I didn't get a hug. Can I get a hug? Okay. Aww. I think I turned. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Got it? Okay. Love you. <laughs> All right, you may be seated. <laughs> All Everybody right. get hugs. All right, you can go back now. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Go back to mommy now, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, Minister, could you put this in? We needed some uh, extra anointing, so. Thank you. We got, Just, the, oh, right there. got the young child Thanks. of God to help us out, okay? <laughs> uh, we're going uh, to get into what we're going to talk about today. We decrease, Lord, that you may increase. And um, uh, before we get into our... Oh. Our next, uh, this last installment of Relationship Boot Camp, you know, it's been a, uh, this, this month, we do it every month, but it's, it's really, it's a stretch, you know, it's a stretch uh, with the Relationship Boot Camps, we just happen to have the Bible School at the same month, um, together with the uh, Bible Study Fellowships, and um, it's a wonderful stretch, but it is a stretch. I told my wife, I said, I know Fast Week's coming up, but we've had fast months. <laughs> it just feels like that. Um, and, but, but God has been revealing some things. So as we grow forward, you'll see us making some adjustments and changes. You know, when you have a pioneer church and you grow in relationships, is important. That's why we're having a relationship boot camp. And so it's so easy to identify what's wrong um, with people and, and how come they didn't do that. So that's why we've been talking about even the leadership meeting. We talked about going in a situation that says, hey, have we thought about this? Because sometimes people go in, the, go in the situation and go, how come we're not doing that? And I can answer for you because we didn't think of it. Right? So then you offer it, and then it, it could be we do it now, we do it later, or it could be somewhere down the road. But, but you know, sometimes we validate our own expertise by, you know, only focusing on what we experience and saying, they didn't think of that. But that's not, that's, that's not how you, you come together as a team. You know, you come together as a team not being unnecessarily critical, but offering what you have, you know, sharing what you have and allowing that to flow with whatever the vision and purpose is. You know, because every one of us in this room can question everything that's being done from our experiences and our perspective. You understand what I'm saying? Because we don't have the nature of having been raised in your house. You know, like you get into a marriage, you go, how come you, how, how come you didn't fold those towels the way I do, because I didn't grow up in your house and they didn't train me to fold the towels like that. Matter of fact, I didn't fold towels at all. So, you know, I didn't fold towels, make bed and not do nothing. Somebody else did that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, well, how come you, you, you cook and you don't stay in the kitchen because I wasn't cooking? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so this whole relationship thing is not just, that's what I've been trying to tell you. It's for everybody to harmonize and flow. And I'll say, God was really trying to set us up for the power to break through to challenge us to do better with relationships. We avoid relationships. We avoid vulnerable and transparent situations. We have all these fellowships available and we avoid fellowship. Mm -hmm. We avoid anything where we have to be vulnerable or we have to maybe say something that somebody may question or somebody may have a rebuttal to. Or we avoid being in situations where Somebody has to say, why do you do that? 
You're right, and that's, you know, so we avoid growing up and we, we're avoiding harmonizing with God's body. The, uh, what is it, uh, survival kit, uh, Trina's been talking about the two natures. Uh, Minister Lamar before that talked about one body. That's the first, the, the, you know, the first part of that hand on the survival kit. And God is just trying to harmonize his body. You know, imagine if your heart just decided to do what it wanted to do. You know, we call that a heart attack, mm. right? It's attacking the body as opposed to flowing with the body, mm-hmm. right? Imagine if your hands, you, you know, you ever, you ever, you know, people, uh, some people to deal with MS, uh, it throws off their connections. So they could be driving, they could step the foot on the gas and not feel their foot stepping on the gas. Mm. And the car is out of control because the foot is not responding to the signal from the brain. Mm. And we're doing that in God's body. Wow. We're, we're flowing the same way. So God, the, the relationship boot camp, yes, it's, it helps couples, but hopefully, it's hopefully a challenge us to embrace all relationships. And, and we all have to step up, even me and Pastor Mel. We're so, we care so much. I was telling somebody earlier because we're going to change a few things. Uh, we talked about uh, we're going to suspend a, our worship service coordinator. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. We're going <laughs> to suspend that for a while. Uh, basically because it, uh, it hadn't been, it's almost like a, a position that's just there. Mm-hmm. And there's some other positions that way. So we're not mad. We just, let's shift it mm-hmm. and let's see if, 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 if either those that are already there shift themselves to, to flow or we need to find some people that are better suited for it. So across the board, we're shifting things mm-hmm. to ultimately have the best fit. Some of us are, they do well with Pastor Mal. They do well with Pastor Keith, but not with the body. Mm-hmm. And so that's not helping us. <laughs> You know, we got to flow well with the body. Actually, the body is more important than us. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so some people are like, as long as I please them. And we watch those things and we look at it, but we watch how you get along with others. Yeah. When people so avoid important. accountability and responsibility, it's mm-hmm. because they don't want to flow with others or they don't want to be uh, uh, adjusted and correct. They don't want to adapt. Yeah. They don't want to be a part of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be freelance. We can't, that doesn't help the body at all. Because nobody knows what you're doing but you. But the team are all following the same vision and script. You, does that make sense? Good. And so it's not, we'll never be mad. Nobody's never discarded. But going forward, there's this, this flush of influx of, of opportunities and people and provision coming to the church. Mm-hmm. So that ain't the time to get yourself together. James coined the phrase, I'm going to probably use it a thousand times. But what you say is it's a... We're changing the car. We're changing the tire with the car moving. With the car moving. Yeah, we're changing the tire with the car moving. That's a pioneer church. <laughs> That's what pioneer churches do. Mm-hmm. It's not ready-made. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 growing while we're in positions. But some people don't want to grow with the growth. They want to like the car wants to the, the tire wants to jump off the car while we're trying to change it. It's already difficult trying to change the tire while the car is moving. Mm-hmm. But if the tire jumps off the car and says, now, nah, well, y'all going too fast. That's not how I flow. That's not how I do things. That's not my philosophy. Well, the car is still moving, <laughs> right? The tire is still in the same position. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? 
So, so this relationship boot camp, hopefully it, it challenges the heels. Today we're going to be stretched uh, because we're going to be challenged to, Trina talked about, uh, one of the things she talked about in making Christ king, right? That was the to- topic of the, uh, the lesson today, uh, the two natures lesson, making Christ king. Because some people have come to the altar and said, Jesus, you can save me, but you ain't my, I ain't going to make you my Lord. <laughs> no. So he's your savior, but not your Lord. Mm. Right? Amen. Right? But he's supposed to be your Lord and Savior. Then Trina talked about today how, how a lot of times we've come to the body, but we went back and started serving sin. So sin is king of our lives, not Christ. You see what I'm saying? So because who you serve is your king. So even though we say I have a good relationship with God, we're serving sin as our king. So we got into a relationship with God to say, hey, 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 Lord, I'm in a relationship with you. Now I'm going to drag you to serve my king called sin. Mm-hmm. When it was supposed to be getting into a relationship with him to drag our flesh to serve the king, mm-hmm. the king of kings. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, 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 so that's what it's about. All these layers. James talked about the word, man, I, I know it's a stretch, but. When something is important, you you do it. To go on vacation, you get up early. To make sure you're at the concert, you make sure you're prepared early. Uh, we do a lot of things early. If money's involved, we get up early. But we won't get up early to just spend time with the Word. But it'll answer questions. Because sometimes we're getting questions they were already answered in one of the layers. We talked about the context of Scripture. But if you wasn't there, you're asking a question that relates to the context of Scripture. You see what I'm saying? We, t- we, we already talked about how it, fl- well, that contradicts each other. We explained all that in detail. Joe, did we not explain that in detail? Mm. During the context principle, Trina, didn't we explain that in detail? So not putting nobody down, but if you weren't there, you're asking a question that we actually answered. Mm. Right? And so that's what's confusing you. It's not contradicting. The other thing is start with your love for God when you go into the world. So when I go into the world, I see things that don't look like their job. But you know what I say? I know God. There's something that I don't know if it looks like it's conflicting. Amen. You see what I'm saying? I always go into the world like that. Somebody can talk to me from another religion. Tell me something I've never known about the Bible. And you know what I go? All I know is I know this word is true. Now I got to go deeper to find out where the disconnection is. Not, oh, my God, maybe, maybe the Bible's tripping. Because I know God. Mm-hmm. So it starts with a knowing relationship with God, right? Which is how we started this out. Just wanted to encourage us there before we got into uh, the message today, which is a heart that forgives. A heart that forgives. So, you know, we thought it was fitting to talk about that because um, communication is something that is something that is vital that we all need to know. Um, but we have been, you know, oftentimes, I'll say it as collectively as a body, we have been missing an important element in our life, and things happen. You said this uh, a while ago. You said uh, something can happen in a moment, but we take it with us for a lifetime. And, and that's, that's really the sadness about not knowing what to do about forgiveness. 
And so God really wants us to kind of bring it all home and talk about just having a heart to forgive. Um, so what is forgiveness? Uh, forgiveness is the action or process of giving someone who hurt or betrayed you knowingly or unknowingly a pass. It's letting them go without repercussion. It's the action or process of giving yourself, because that's the other thing. There are times when people have done us wrong, then there are times that we have done other people wrong, and then there are times that we have done ourselves. We've done some things, mistakes that we've personally made. It's the action or process of giving yourself a pass uh, for making or having made knowingly or unknowingly any type of mistakes of your past. So the reality check is that some people can never pay back what they did to cause us the pain, even if they tried. Like, we gotta get that, because if we don't get that and settle that in our heart, we'll be looking for something to uh, eradicate that pain, something to, you know, and, and we'll be looking at it uh, from the person who caused the infliction. Can I jump in there? Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's like, we could be stuck in the moment because we're waiting for the atonement or waiting for someone mm -hmm. to satisfy, like, like, I'm gonna move on when they apologize or when they grovel or stuff like that, but you may never get that. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're gonna stay stuck under that person's really bondage because you're waiting for them to release you through an apology. You see what I'm saying? But it, it may never happen. You know, you, you can't make them mature. You, so you can't make them take on the love of Christ. But the reality of that, even if they apologize, mm -hmm. it's not going to be good enough. Think about it. If that person who did you wrong said, hey, I, you know, I was in a bad place. I apologize. Please forgive me. How many of us will walk away and we, we either don't believe what they say or it's just not enough. Like, it's just not enough. How many, are y'all, am I the on, only one here that, raise your hand if that, if it's like that. It's like, apology isn't even enough. And so, um, you know, uh, uh, I have an example here. Uh, a loved one uh, murdered in a senseless act of violence. Nothing can satisfy or rectify the offense that has been done. If your loved one has been murdered or something like that you know you you hear the person but do you really take it in that they're and they could be crying they can be doing all you know showing an outward expression of i'm sorry but it's something that still says the ah the payment has not been paid yet i and 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 oftentimes the way that looks is like revenge See, think about revenge is, look, re means over and over and over. You're trying to find a way to cause an effect on the person that had did you wrong. So that's why it's called revenge. Because when you do the first act, it looked like uh, that didn't phase them, that didn't bother them. And so what do you do? You do another act, thinking that that will cause, maybe they'll wake up here. But then re it, the person ain't even thinking about you. That's the sad part about it. The person is not even thinking about you. And so uh, going through life believing you are not offended um, or you haven't offended uh, anyone is unrealistic. Chances are there are people you have hurt or offended intentionally or unintentionally. So you got to really think about, like, you know, as you go through life, you know, think about some of the people that could have been uh, you've, you've actually un unintentionally hurt. 
I know we had a, a situation back at our old home, uh, church home, uh, where the pastor at the end, he said, so I want you to go to a person and tell them uh, that uh, they offended you or for whatever reason, maybe you didn't like them, maybe you were jealous or, of them or whatever the case was. And so I had a person come to me and I was like, uh, really? Like I was floored that that person had, they, what it was is they, they, they themselves didn't even know why they didn't like me. And, and what it was is it was um, jealousy and envy is what happened. So why should we forgive? You got a thought before we move on? No, that. So why should we forgive? We, we, we need to forgive because God requires us to. Jesus said, uh, or Jesus asked to pray. Uh, let's go over to uh, Matthew 6, 12. Matthew 6, 12. You don't have your... Uh, All right, Matthew six twelve. All right, it says, and forgive us our debts. This is like the model prayer that Jesus asked us to pray. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And, and so he's telling us this is what we need to pray. It's a command. Go to Ephesians 4.30. If you're there, say amen. Amen. <laughs> and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Ooh. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. This is what he's saying. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. I, so, 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 so now think about it, because we grab that, 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 that fruit of kindness mm. when we don't want to confront situations. So, so we go, well, you know, I'm just trying to be kind. Really, I just don't want to deal with any backlash. But do we grab kindness when it comes to making sure we forgive people? You see what I'm saying? Like, like, so in other words, we're using that key for what could convenience us, but not, could, not what could release another person. Mm. So because some of us, our default is, well, you know, hey, you know, people make, I, you know, who am I to address that? And who am I, you know, you know, everybody's human. So we use kindness for that. Somebody say something wrong to us or hit us wrong, or we're using kindness there. Because this is what they're saying, you know, all, it says, let all, all, let all, keyword all, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say all, yeah. all bitterness, yeah. all wrath, all anger, all clamor, all evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Hmm. So it's saying every aspect of what could actually create a disconnect, mm -hmm. get rid of it. Yeah. But sometimes we hold on to it. Like, do you know the reality is people don't even realize half of the stuff they do out of default. Mm -hmm. I came in today and uh, uh, Stella said good morning. And my thought, she had opened the front door of the vehicle, but Pastor Mel was already out. So I was like, no, 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 all you got to do is, and she had an umbrella, so I thought she was bringing an umbrella for me. So I was like, no, 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 all you got to do is get the stuff in the back. So I'm so busy trying to serve her to let her know, hey, I don't need an umbrella, even though I didn't mention an umbrella. I ain't even say hi. 
So I said, did I say hi? And she was like, no, you just told me to get the stuff in the back. <laughs> right? So, so I said hi, but then even when I got out, I doubled up on it to say, hey, I apologize that I didn't say hi first. Because I wasn't thinking. But let's say, I, I wasn't inside of Stella's head, but let's say Stella said, what kind of, you know, dude didn't even say speak hi. Really? Is it like that? You, you said, but I'm not even on the page of, I ain't speaking to you. You, you ain't worthy to be spoken to. I'm not even, I don't think like that. But sometimes, but all of us do that. Mm -hmm. We have certain things. So, so that's why God is saying, hey, everybody's not sitting inside your head. They're not in your moment. They're not going to react the way you communicate to them. Because sometimes they're thinking about, I can't believe they don't, they don't like me no more. I can't believe they're talking about suspending me. And they're, they're at church. You see what I'm saying? They're not really against you. They got so much other stuff they're processing through. So he says, don't, don't go to bitterness first, basically. That's good. Let's go to Matthew uh, 18, 15. Matthew 18, 15. Um, you know, Jesus tells us how to handle trespasses or when someone has done anything to us that uh, offends us. Matthew 18, 15. Where are we at? It says, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go, 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 <laughs> and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Now, if you think about that, is that usually our first option? This is, our, this is one of the options. Girl, you ain't going to believe what this person did to me. I can't believe they did this. Now, the other person don't know nothing about it until you call. Until you call, they have no clue what's happened. So, and then the other person's, yeah, I know she did seem a little uh, mean. I don't know what's wrong with her. So now you got this other person engaged in something that is started off with a, an offense with you and the person. So let's go back to this. This is what he tells us to do. Go and tell him or her his faults between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained a brother. Keyword, if, now see, here's the thing. God, God's saying we need to hear the person that comes to you. And if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So now you're bringing in the friend, if you want to bring in the friend, okay? And if he shall neglect to hear them, Tell it to the church. So that's, another, that's the third level. But sometimes we, we bypass the first and the second level. And, and the we third. go And the third. And we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go to the church. Uh, but if he neglects to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man, which is really basically, um, they said, an unbeliever man, an unbeliever, well, unbeliever, basically, mm -hmm. man, and a, public, a publication. A publican. Publican, I'm sorry. So, 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 so think about that. Somebody, something rubs you the wrong way. The first time your mouth is discussing it is with that particular person. Mm -hmm. That's what the scripture just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's giving a person an opportunity. When we talked about in communication, uh, assertiveness, giving a person an opportunity, hey, this is how this affected me, right? That's your first thing. Your second thing, if that person is like, man, please, you tripping. You're now bringing in some, a neutral party. 
not just somebody that's going to agree with you, a neutral party to say, okay, well, I, I'm going to bring in this neutral party because maybe I'm seeing it wrong or maybe you're seeing it wrong mm -hmm. and maybe they can help, right? Mm -hmm. If they don't hear that person, then you're bringing it to the church. If they don't hear the church, now you're dealing with that person as someone with a hard heart. It says a heathen, mm -hmm. but someone is a hard heart that, that okay, I'm going to intercede for at this particular point. Because when you, it says deal with them as an unbeliever, how do you deal with an unbeliever? You don't expect certain things of them, but you're praying for them to cross over and to believe, right? Right? So, so sometimes we're skipping all four of those levels. We go right to I'm mad and cutting people off. But that's not Bible, right? We go right to talking to somebody else. That's not Bible. Mm -hmm. Right? Wait a minute, where's the excitement that I had <laughs> the other day, you know? Amen! Yeah, like, like, come on. Right? Right? <laughs> this is telling us how we need to operate. Go ahead, sweetheart. So we're still talking about, we're still talking about why should we forgive. And so let's uh, go to Matthews 18 and uh, look at verse uh, 21. It says, Then came Peter unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brethren or my brother sin against me? And I forgive him Se uh, till seven times? Now, he thought he was probably being generous with the seven times. And Jesus said unto him, this is the words of Jesus. He says, I say unto thee, until seven times, but, uh, no, he said until seven times, but until 70 times seven. That's 490 times. He's making a point right there. We can't even get the one in. <laughs> I mean, but he's saying Four times, you know, and so that's important. And I think about it, you know, sometimes we, uh, we, don't, we don't hit uh, the unforgiving unfor someone right away. Like we'll store something that somebody did, even if something as simple as, simple as you didn't say uh, hi to Stella. Well, now let's you say- store some unforgiveness, Stella? But, but listen, <laughs> but listen <laughs> let's, say, let's say that Stella really was hurt. And Stella never said a word, and Pastor does it again. And it could be because he's distracted, whatever the case is. Or you don't like Stella. Or he, well, that, that will be the conclusion with Stella. <laughs> Stella will formulate her own conclusion of why he keeps not saying hi to me. And so what does she do? She stores it. She stores it into a file cabinet. Well, no, is what she, I shares say. It with, she shares it with Marcus. Well, she probably shares it with Marcus, and but then, then uh, she's also pick still. Pick somebody else. Yeah. Isaac. But she's still also <laughs> storing it in herself. Mm. And that's the thing. So now she's got a foul cabinet of all these offenses. And every time when pastor does something, it gets fouled away in that foul cabinet. Mm. And before you know it, the foul cabinet is full. And now, all, and, and imagine, all the things that are fouled away, fouled away there, was, there was another reason why. But all she had was what she felt what she experienced mm. but there was always another reason why she never got a chance to see the reason why mm. and so that's important we gotta sometimes we we gotta just hit it right on the nose i mean hit it when it happens don't wait whatever we do don't wait because we'll end up it, time will fly by you'll forget about it and before you know it it's just out of sight out of mind until the next offense <laughs> very very important um, and so uh, uh, Luke, and you can write this down, uh, Luke 6.37 talks about judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. 
forgive and you will be forgiven. So see, our forgiving someone is contingent upon us being able to receive forgiveness from God. So it's bigger than you forgiving other people. We're going to need to exact forgiveness. I promise you, there are things right now, everybody, you think you might be uh, uh, a person that won't offend anybody because you're nice, you know, I'm just a sweet little somebody, but even sweet little somebodies offend people, you know, um, and so you have to make sure that you don't uh, think more highly of yourself than you ought to, you know, think that, that, that you're, uh, what do you always say, being overconfident, mm -hmm. you know, that you uh, don't offend people, because we, we do it all the time. I mean, I can tell you now, there you, are people. You're a sweet little somebody. Huh? Have, have you offended anybody? You sweet. You're oh, a sweet little somebody. I, I know. I've, 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 I, I can, I, it's so many times I probably, <laughs> I can't even count them. I mean, really. Um, but, uh, and sometimes you're not, the person who's doing the offense don't even realize. Mm -hmm. So until the other person brings it to their attention, they have no clue. Not because they're, they, they, they are a freak of nature or they are, are, are not smart. It, it could be just they're just not in the moment. And they would have to be you to know the effect. Mm -hmm. Some things, see, this is good. Some things I would, uh, what was it? The other day he said, he who? you. Don't be telling them our business. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen, something happened and he was explaining. And the way you explained it, it explained it like me. And you said, that's too much information. Do you remember that? We were in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. This we were talking, and, and, uh, and I, I made another statement. And after I made the statement, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm doing too much. And she said, well, that's something I would say, like about what I said. But she said, I, I said, no, nah. I said, actually, I caught what I said. I'm, like, I'm doing too much. It's extra. I forgot the extra I said. But I said, no, nah, I'm doing too much. Like, I recognized that wasn't even necessary, the extra thing I said. I might have been some sarcasm or something. It was, yeah, you, you became sarcastic at that point. Okay. <laughs> it was, well, and then you, you, you cut off the conversation. You said, well, you know, it's not important. I said, no, no, I wanted to talk about it because it was, it was something that I, I was okay with the response. Mm -hmm. But I wanted him to know why I was okay mm -hmm. because that response would have came from me. Now, if I had said it, he would have probably had that same thought. Like, that's too much. That's mm. too much information. So, uh, but that was a situation. Why did I bring that up? Um, <laughs> I guess to let you know I was offended, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, and that's a good point. Because I don't know if I, did I ever tell you that, that that was the reason? Because we kind of cut the whole conversation. No, you, you can tell me now in front of <laughs> all these people across the country. Oh, thank you for being humble. <laughs> I don't think I had a choice. I don't think I had a choice on that one. Anyway, okay. That's what we talked about, right? <laughs> <laughs> so judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Uh, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7 says, uh, we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so, so think about, like, Everything God did was about paying the price to pardon us for us committing sin, not being obedient to him, mm -hmm. not flowing. Like, we could at least appreciate it. And one is going to come up in another section here. Like, if I've been so forgiven, why is it so hard for me to forgive? Mm. And, 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 and the reality is, when you start looking at that video of 
all that you've been forgiven from before you even started it and what the price that was paid and then some of the things that we do that we're forgiven for daily mm. uh the first thing that's going to hit us is how selfish we've been mm -hmm. when i saw the movie passion of the christ we went as a church to see it back in ohio and i sat in that theater i was quiet the whole time and so we got outside and the pastor started going around asking so 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 what'd you get what you get I opened my mouth, I just broke down and started crying. And all I could say is, we so selfish. That movie just showed me how selfish we are, mm -hmm. right? Because ain't nobody asking us to take nails through our wrists mm -hmm. or get beat, you know, in the movie. Remember, he got beat with the whip, with the little spikes. And then and, and if you, he had to take a certain amount of strikes because of the protocol and for everything that we could go through. So remember, they beat him down he, he, he fell, I would have played dead. He got up because he, there was still more stripes to be taken mm -hmm. for us. Amen. One lick, I'd, I'd have played dead. Like, no, you got me, man. I, I mean, I've been, I'd have really played it. Like, you, you know, try to wake me up. I'd have been like, no, I'm dead. So you don't have to hit me no more. But he got up like, oh, no, no, you ain't done. I need to take more for them. And when I saw that, man, I just like, we know about the story, but when I saw that movie, man, I just was like, man, we are extremely selfish because we don't want to be discomforted with the humility of just apologizing because we wrong. Mm. Or we don't want to give somebody a pass because of a slight infraction, which was not sin unto death. It was just a misunderstanding or they didn't know they weren't trained to handle you or how to talk to you. They didn't go to how to talk to Keith Bradley school. But, but we want to be offended and, and look at what Christ did. That's, a, that's what, what it made me think about. Well, what it made me think about was he did all that that you said, mm -hmm. died on the cross for all of our sins, right? He said, redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Here's the thing that got me. Forgiveness of sins. Think about it, y'all. He died for, for forgiveness of sins. So when we beat ourselves up, when we uh, don't receive the forgiveness that he died for, that is like a slap in his face. That's like dying in vain. It's almost like... It's like you died in so vain. So what you gave yourself? Yeah. Everybody tell you to do that. And he I, I want to be guilty. But he gave himself <laughs> what? Forgiveness of sin. We beat ourselves up when we missed the mark. Think about it. He died when you, he, he already knew you was going to miss the mark. And, and he paid the price for that missing the mark. He paid the price for you missing the mark. He didn't say he paid the price for you intentionally missing the mark but just blowing off of his commandments right. and just, just out of your selfishness and overconfidence, just walking right. in sin. Missing the mark is I'm trying to live right and I slipped in the sin, right. not I jumped in the sin. Right. So, and that's, that's good. I'm glad you brought that out because I don't want you to take the, this message and be like, you know, well, hey, I'm, you know, hey, it's all under grace, man. I mean. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, you he know. Paid the price. He knew what I was going to do, right. so I'm about to go do it. Right. That's not. But if your heart is right, <laughs> if your heart is right, if your heart is right, mm -hmm. and you're repentive, you, you feel bad about what you've done, he died for that. 
quit beating yourselves up for what he died for. Mm-hmm. That, that's like his dying is in vain. So let's talk about what are the benefits of, and even that goes down to what you've done to other people. I got to go back to that. Even what you've done to other people, because, you know, we can beat ourselves up for what we've done to other people. He died for that. You are forgiven. Say with me, y'all, I am forgiven. I I am am forgiven. forgiven. Say it again. I am forgiven. Say it again. I am forgiven. And so anytime when the enemy tries to accuse you, you have got to say, I am forgiven. Because when it all boils down to God's word is the final authority. Who's, who's, you got to ask yourself the question, whose authority am I going to believe in? My authority? What I think should happen or shouldn't happen? Or no, God, what is God saying about the situation? You got a thought? Mm-mm. All right, what are the benefits of forgiving? Let's talk a little bit about that. Your forgiving is tied to your receiving. uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) your forgiving is tied to your receiving. Forgiveness from God. That didn't sound right. Yeah, no, you said Your forgiveness is tied to your receiving from God, basically. Receiving God's forgiveness. forgiveness. So your, your, your forgiving is tied, basically. We already talked about that. Forgive so you can be forgiven. You going to Matthew 6? Mm-hmm. Go to Matthew 6, 14. I'll read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. It says, for if you, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you, 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 you receive the pardon when you give the pardon. If you don't give the pardon, you don't get the pardon. Glory to God. A heart that forgives will help us to release the pain of our past and receive the blessings of our future. I'm going to read that again. A heart that forgives will help us to release the pain of our past and receive the blessings of our future. Uh, Yes, and and, and I want to do that right there. Mm -hmm. No, I think you should go ahead and do that. All right, so, so, so. Oh, that's where, okay. Yeah, so, so, so the reality of forgiveness is, you know, it's not just releasing them, it's releasing you. You know, uh, you know I don't know if you ever heard the phrase, unforgiveness is drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Mm-hmm. Right? And so uh, uh, this, this uh, pastor, I uh, have to give him props, uh, uh, and I'm always referencing whether it's, I can learn something from Lil Tatum. I'm always referencing people because you always give honor to your source. You know, that keeps you humble. When we pick up stuff and we, we, we share it as if we just got it from our own time with God, you're, 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 you're not honoring the source, and that's not humility. That's pride, right? So I actually, this is not mine. I got this from a pos- uh, well, Pastor Lafayette Scales. Uh, Raymond Christian Center in Columbus, Ohio. So he came to the church and he talked about unforgiveness. So he said, this, p- this piece of paper is unforgiveness. I attached this piece of paper to this table. You asked me to go anywhere in this room. 
I can't go because what? I'm attached to it. For me to, 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 to move on or to travel, I have to release it. And so I'm sitting in the audience, and when he did that, I saw the paper fly off, like, like almost like it was some type of anointing was carrying it. But it showed me what happened to the, to the unforgiveness when I released it. Now I'm able to move on. But we actually think, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, they're going to say uncle. They're going to say uncle. You know, it's eating us up on the inside. So when I, because I was left with strangers, uh, well, forgive me, I was left with uh, foster parents, strangers when I got to the house. Of course, I spent, I was there from, from 2 to 17. So obviously they didn't end up being strangers. But I just felt my other brothers and sisters was with the family. So I was like, so who made the decision to leave me? And so because of that level, I saw that as rejection or like I wasn't worth it to you. And so I was bitter for a long time. My life was going through craziness. But I used to just say, well, it's justified because of what I went through. But I didn't realize it was not justified. I was actually carrying around the poison. And the thing is, I was becoming like the person that I was blaming for the, the, the pain. You know why? Because it was bleeding into me. And so once I forgave and released it, I didn't forgive and release it because they apologized. I didn't forgive and release it because, you know, they started treating me nicer. I forgave and released it because I read God's word. And when it showed me my responsibility... I sent the letter, I forgave and released it to, before God, but I also sent them a letter, which they, I never heard about until right before uh, my dad passed. I didn't get an apology until right before he passed. So my entire life up until, it was, was that two years ago? Was that two years ago my dad passed? Or three years ago? Three. Three years three. ago. So I was 56. And so, but I didn't deal with him as if he forgave me. I dealt with him in the love that I had from Christ and had forgiven and released him. So sometimes it's, we're waiting for the person to give us permission to release him. Hmm. Christ dying for us and forgiving us has given us permission to release anybody. Mm -hmm. Right? And not carrying around that poison. So letting it go so we can move on with our lives. So we're carrying that weight. And actually a reflection of the weight it's why some people have vices. Some people are, are battling through depression because they're constantly being weighed down on what they didn't release, right? Some people are, 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 are battling through uh, weight fluctuations, you know, whether either they, you can't gain weight or you gain too much weight because you're carrying weight. That's why the scripture says lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. So you release some people you're going, to, you're going to see momentum picking up in your life, and you're going to be able to harmonize in situations that, that you, don't, you don't realize you're not harmonizing because the wedge between you is the unforgiveness. And it might not be for the person. It could be for something that's happened to you that you've carried into a new relationship. See, so, so, so the reality is your, your unforgiveness is dousing the power that God wants to pour in your life. 
It's almost like you, you're carrying around this kryptonite. God keeps trying to put his anointing on your life, but your unforgiveness is a doubt, doubts in the power. So burdens and, burdens and yokes, instead of them being disintegrated and removed, they're piling up because you don't have the power to remove the burdens and yokes because the unforgiveness is dousing your power. It's weakening your power. Mm. This unforgiveness also will keep you stuck in time at the moment the pain actually begins. So you said that earlier, you know, it's like, you know, whatever happened in the moment, it happened in the moment. But we can take that moment and t it goes with us forever until we really Pass release it. Yeah. So, so, so 2 Corinthians 4, four the audible, 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says your light affliction is but for a moment in time and worketh for, but worketh for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. So we're taking something that happens in a moment in time, carrying it from that moment to the next minute, to the next hour, to the next day, to the next week, to the next month, we're carrying around. And we think we're justified because of its impact on us. But no, you don't carry stuff that's going to be detrimental to your life and all your relationships. And, and, but, but ever since this happened to me, key word happened, it shouldn't be carried out of those moments. So we're living in of what happened as opposed to living in what's in front of our face. So, 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 so we're costing our present relationships because the impact of previous situations. Hmm. Right? All right. And so now let's talk about what are the effects uh, if we don't forgive. Uh, let's go to Mark 11, and we're going to read at verse 24. So one of the things that can, uh, one of the effects is uh, it can cause your prayers not to be answered. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, what? Forgive, if you have ought against any that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Here it is again, how it's linked together. Uh, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Mm. So the effect of that is really uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, well, pretty bad. Well, I think. so think about it. So, so think about it. Like it, the scripture is saying, it says here, when you stand praying, forgive. Mm-hmm. If you have ought against any. Any. So you know how sometimes we live this life and we go, you talk to somebody, well, we get counseling all the time where people go, well, I, I've been praying. Have you been forgiven? You see what I'm saying? So we'll say I prayed, mm -hmm. but we haven't forgiven. And then we think we're justified for not forgiving because of the infraction. Oh, no, no, no. This person don't deserve forgiveness. So you don't either? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because she just read the scripture earlier, just not let you be judged, that scripture goes on to say the same measure you meet to be measured back to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying there's something that they don't deserve forgiveness for, you're basically saying there's something you don't deserve forgiveness for. So you think you're walking around cloaked with the, the, the anointing and the unforgiveness and the presence of God when you're walking around naked because you have not you, you, you have a, 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 a standard or a limit to your forgiveness, but you want unlimited forgi forgiveness from God. That's good. A good example of that is about the, un the unmerciful servant That's that good. was found in Matthew's 18, 23. Let's, let's go ahead. Okay. 
great example of this, of what you just said. 23, okay, therefore uh, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon one, um, he, uh, or settle the account, basically, um, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, this person didn't have the money to pay, the Lord commanded him to be sold and his uh, wife and children and all that he had and the payment uh, to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosened him and forgave him of the debt. But that same servant now, okay, so here we see that, the, that he was actually released from the debt that he couldn't pay. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down. He did the same thing that he did, fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when the fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him and said to him, thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because of thou desires of me. Shouldeth not you also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pitied on you? And his Lord was wroth, in other words, he was angry, and delivered him into the tormentors uh, till he should pay all that he, so he basically took back, uh, you know, his uh, mercy and, and, and said uh, he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, this is Jesus saying, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. That's, that's deep. <laughs> Isn't that deep? That's, that's, that's deep. So that, that's, that's a stretching passage. Eh? That, yeah, yeah. So we're still talking about what are the effects. Where are we at right here? Yeah, uh, the uh, emotional depression. Scientists, medical scientists now claim that anger, bitterness, and hatred adversely affects the human body. You, and you, you know that. It's like when you're feeling uh, something towards somebody, it's especially somebody that really hurts you bad, you, your whole body is just numb. It just becomes numb. If a person has been neglected, abused, rejected, slighted, cheated on, um, uh, this right here uh, also has the effect that I'm not sure where I was going with that. Yeah, you good. Keep going. Okay. If not dealt with, these feelings are harbored and they become poison to the soul. The longer it stays, the deeper it gets. Acts uh, 8.23 refers to the gall of bitterness. Bitterness of soul has been medically linked to the gallbladder disease. It sets up a chemical imbalance in the body, which causes the cholesterol to form 
a gallstone. So that's kind of how gallstones are actually formulated. And then the other thing is it has been known to cause some forms of cancer. So we, you know, we, we, can't, we can't do that. Um, but I want to I bring out a point there. Uh, you have a thought? Yeah, so, so think about like, we don't realize sometimes we're, where did this come from? Why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Why is my body processing through this? Well, we think it's okay to store these things and it's eating us up from the inside out. Yeah. It's affecting our hormones, our chemical balances, it's affecting our health, but we think it's okay. And you know some bitter person in your family that died prematurely, that went through some things, but you know, everybody's saying it came out of nowhere. No, it came out of unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, 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 so again, we're playing around these with these things we think is okay. A lot of mental illness starts with bitterness and unforgiveness that opened the door for the adversary to have access to the mind and start to plague your mind. And so people start dealing with schizophrenia. There's a book called Pigs in the Parlor. I, I don't know the author right now, but once you look up pigs in the parlor, that's not, I don't think it's like 17 versions of that. But if you look up pigs in the parlor, you'll see how all the, each, uh, whether it's schizophrenia, all types of what the world has diagnosed as mental illness, because some people get kicks, kickbacks for the medication, you'll see it's all connected to something you're storing. Right? It's all connected to something you're storing. Right? And, the, and you've opened the door to these spirits. And, and in your mind, you're saying, oh, not me. It's not going to happen to me. The one thing about this life is you could be a denier all you want. You could pretend it's not like you all you want. You can't pretend what's, what's actually affecting you. So even the stuff that you're hiding from yourself is going to come out in sickness and disease. So unforgiveness... Um is like you're carrying the person, uh, you are carrying the person that you don't forgive in your heart every moment, every second, every minute. Let me do this before I do that. Um, Isaac, can you come up real quick? Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks. All right. You can come over here. <laughs> so interesting enough, uh, the Lord highlighted Isaac. It, it was so weird how it happened. So we were downstairs, uh, like in, we were in the room uh, as a praise team. And so Minister Lamar uh, had agreed to actually do what you're doing. And so, and, and that was a little interesting how we came to that conclusion because the last, the last uh, thing that I did, uh, he kind of he dropped the ball. And <laughs> so I was like, know if I want Minister Lamar to do the, what I'm asking him to do because I said he may get up here and break the chain and then mess up my whole flow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went on and I, I forgave him and, and <laughs> <laughs> I forgave him. And uh, what happened to my, uh-uh. Lord have mercy. That is deep. I just had it. Okay, uh, but anyway, so we're, we're, um, we're actually uh, downstairs, and I said, okay, Minister Lamar, you can go ahead and, and, and be in this demo. 
Well, when I got out into the hallway, me and Kalina was in the hallway coming up this, the back stairs here. Isaac was at the back door. You, you found have to it? find which one it is. No. I don't know what it's titled. Um, just tell me what it's titled. Let's see. Just uh, put in... Uh, Anyway, um, <laughs> so I heard, Kalina, uh, 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 what uh, it was? Uh, chains are broken. I heard chains are broken, and I said, Isaac, you singing that song? Because we sung uh, "Speak the Name." I said, Isaac, you singing that song? He said, No. I said, No. I heard it coming from his direction. I mean, it was, the, it was plain as day. And I was like, uh-oh. I said, he going to have to be the person that I need to use. You know, I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to use him. But it wasn't Isaac. It was the Holy Spirit saying, chains will fall. Mm. Chains will fall. Mm. Chains will fall. And so anyway... Oh, uh, I, I can't find you it. can't even find you got it. Flow with the Holy Ghost. I got to flow with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so what 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 he was saying is we carry the shame, Need some help? the guilt. Need no, some help? I'm good. We carry the shame, the guilt. Isaac right now is representing my past of shame, of guilt, of hurt, of frustration of being abused and used and the pain and agony of what people have done to me in my life. And so he's representing all of those things that affected me. And so every time when I move, I'm carrying the shame, the guilt, the depression, I'm mm. carrying the weight, the anger, I'm carrying mm. everything that the person did to me. Now over here is my future. I'm carrying still, I'm in a marriage now. I've carried the weight of the shame, the guilt. I'm now over here and I have a child now. I'm carrying the weight, the shame, the guilt. I'm over here with a new career. God has blessed me with, but I'm carrying the weight, the shame, the guilt. Mm. I'm over here, and I'm actually now operating in purpose, and it's something I always wanted to do, but I'm carrying the weight, the shame, the guilt, mm. the hurt, the pain, <laughs> the guilt, the shame, the game, the, all of that, and I'm car carrying it around everywhere I go. God is trying to make a, he's trying to cause my life to excel, but I'm weighted down. I'm weighted down. And then when I get into a good, solid marriage, now I'm still dealing with the pain, the guilt, the shame. And now he's getting the effect of that. Mm. He's experiencing the effect of that. Now I mm. think ain't nothing happening. I think, hey, I'm just, I'm doop to doop to doop to doop to doop to doop. Oh, let's go over here. Ooh, God is good. You know what? God is so good. Ooh, I don't know why I feel, I'm, you know what? I go to church. 
I go uh, uh, to study Bible. What do you call it? Bible, uh, Bible, Bible, Bible study it? fellowship. Bible study fellowship. <laughs> I'm doing all these things, but I still feel weighted. I don't know what's wrong. What, why is it that I cannot be happy? Why is it that I cannot be free? I feel like chains is binding me. It's binding me to the point where I cannot move when I want to move. And so I struggle. I struggle to get out of bed. I struggle to do what I'm called to do because I'm still connected to my pain. I'm st and I'm dragging that pain everywhere I go, everywhere I go. And what's so sad about it is because I haven't, understood or known how to let go of the pain, I've accumulated pain as I was traveling. So it's not just the pain from the past. It was the pain as I kept going. Mm. I went to a new church. There was pain there. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I went to a job. There was pain there. So now I'm accumulating a lot of pain. And so it keeps building and building and building, and now I am imprisoned in this pain. Stay there. I'm imprisoned. You come up, come out a little farther. I'm imprisoned. Keep, just come, come, come right here. Stay where you're at, and then I'll. I'm imprisoned in this pain. I'm imprisoned mm. by the shame, the guilt, all of that. I'm imprisoned. And I want to be free, but I can't be free because I'm bound <laughs> because Don't of this him. pain. <laughs> <laughs> he can breathe, right? You got enough? You got, you got enough? <laughs> I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this because I want you to see how the bondages of shame and guilt and all of that stuff, will, it, it will make you feel bound. Choke. Choke. It'll choke you. Choke the life out of you. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yes. How does this feel? Oh, how does this feel being like this? How does this feel being like this? Oh, he said restricted. What else? Mm. Now this shame and this guilt and this, this hurt, this pain that people have inflicted, how does it make you feel? Tired, mm. worn out. Anything else you want to give an adjective to? <laughs> not, worthy. not worthy. Not worthy. Earpiece. Oh. Side. This side. Oh, thanks. Yeah, not worthy. Anything else? A disappointment. 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 And you know what? Disappointment. What did you say? He said disappointment. A, a disappointment. disappointment. So it makes you feel like a disappointment. A disappointment. A disappointment. And so Jesus actually forgave him of all these things. He's mm. forgiven the other person, probably if they ask. They got to ask, though. But for him, he's got to be able to receive the forgiveness. Yeah. Because then, I want you to, I want you to feel... Just for a moment, you feel the tightness, right? You feel tight. You feel like, ah, uh, what else you feel? I, I, you know, 
I mean, it, you know, just being honest, what, what else do you feel in this moment based on what you heard and based on what you were carrying? I was carrying you. I was carrying all this. You represented all the things I was carrying. And no matter where I was going, it was good places. I carried that. I carried you. Shame. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Regret, he mm. said. Regret. Uh, heavy. Heavy. You said heavy what? Heavy, heavy laden. Heavy laden. Mm. Heavy laden. He, what the, the Bible says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll what? Give you rest, rest. rest for, for your, your weary soul. Right? For your for, weary soul even, because you feel weary. Mind. And so what I need to do is I need to be able to get out of this bondage. The only way that I'm going to be able to do that is I've got to accept the power of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And no matter what, the Bible says, forget those things that are behind and press towards the mark of the high calling. That's it. Forget those things that are behind and press towards the mark That's of it. the high calling. There's a higher calling. There's a higher calling. There is a higher calling. Forget those things that are what behind and press. Like, it's a press. Allow, allow Christ to let go of those chains, to remove those chains, and don't pick them back up. So, so sometimes we, it's a mm -hmm. default for us. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, I told you the story a long time ago, uh, Mississippi Mass Choir starts off one of their albums with something, it's a, it's a sermon called Cage Birds, and how the, the birds was in a cage and the guy was going by, and the other guy said, well, where are you going? What are you going to do with those birds? He says, well, I'm going to, I'm because I'm a, I'm a, he was poking them. Like every time they would come to the door, he would poke them and, and stick them. And he says, well, I'm going to take them to the hill. I'm going to poke them and stick them, torment them some more. Then I'm going to kill them. And so the guy says, well, I'll buy those birds for him. He says, it's going to cost you everything. He says, I don't care what the cost is. I'll buy the birds. So he buys the birds takes the birds up on the hill and opens the cage to set them free, they wouldn't come nowhere that near, nowhere near that door because they were what? Brainwashed now that anytime I, I went to the door to freedom, I was going to get poked and prodded. And he said, that's what Christ did for us. We were being poked, prodded, and tormented by the devil. Christ said, what are you going to do with them? He says, I'm going to keep tormenting them for a while. Then I'm going to take them up on the hill and I'm going to kill them. He says, well, I'll buy them from you. He says, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your life. He says, well, I'll pay the price. So he paid the price, and he's, op he's opened the door for us to be free of the bondage. But we're like those birds. We're, we're, in our mind, we're staying bound when he set us free. Because we, as Pastor Mel was saying earlier, we won't receive the payment or the atonement to release us from the chain. And so uh, Melanie, she hears a message today. And Melanie hears that forgiveness is for me. And so Melanie goes before the Lord and she says, God, I need you in this moment. I've been carrying all my life the shame, the guilt, the hurt, the pain that these people have caused me. And so God, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I ask right now that, that you help me to forgive. And you said that I'm supposed to forgive. And so out of the obedience to you, I choose today to forgive 
all the people that hurt me, all the people that abused me, all the people that didn't uh, uh, care for my heart, I forgive them now, and now I'm going to go ahead and let it go. So Melanie goes away. She leaves this bondage away. She gets over here, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's like, God, I feel like the abortion that I had, I, I feel like I heard, I heard a sermon and it pricked something in my heart again and now I'm reminded of that abortion that I had. <sighs> I feel so guilty. I feel such a shame. I feel like I'm not even going to heaven because I committed this act. Now, mind you, I left it over there, right? Mm-hmm. Now it draws me right back. And I take it with me to the next place. So the point I'm making in that is sometimes the enemy will cause these thoughts to come to your mind and tell you you have not been forgiven and that you are still holding on to all this stuff, but you got to remind the devil you got to remind him. Don't let him use your mind to, call, to, to, to negate what God says in his word. God says you are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. So you stop and then you move on again. Go ahead. So, so, so <laughs> this, this is, this is kind of what's happening. Like we have, you, you have so many gifts that God has given a lot of us. Well, the body of Christ can't use them. The church can't use them because you can't around the guilt of, I was in a situation, um, I was doing well, didn't know how to handle it, so I slipped into satisfying myself, however that was, right? And so now I'm walking around with, well, I'm not worthy, or I don't know the next time I'm going to slip into this. And so, no, I don't want to participate in that right now until this feeling of guilt leaves me. Well, it don't need no time. It just needs you to receive the forgiveness. As she was saying, and, and, and see, she, she, she prayed a prayer about forgiving others. But you got to pray, like when you recognize, when that thought comes up, it's not, it's, the adversary is bringing it up to remind you of the past and to take you back connected. God doesn't mind it coming up because it's reminding you of all he's done for you. What's wrong with, man, Lord, I thank you for delivering me from that. I thank you for forgiving me from that. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a gentleman I, uh, uh, that uh, I have and I used to do the Bible study with uh, a football team. And he said, the reason why I love God so much is because he's forgiven me from, from so much. Like he says, like, but, but it's almost like I don't want to owe God. You know how you like, you owe somebody, you like, no, I don't want to owe nobody. It's humility to understand we owe God for all he's forgiven us for. And what's wrong with just recognizing, man, Lord, I appreciate what you forgave me for, as opposed to going into the, I'm not worthy. How about, man, thank you for making me worthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, just another way of looking at it. So last thing, it all boils down to a power that God has given all of us, and it's called choice. He can choose, or I can choose, to stay bound, 
or I can choose to be set free. And be done for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs>